Hey guys, morning. Welcome to the Academy Answers Podcast, where we answer the questions on personal development, happiness, success, full potential. We believe that we are all created with something unique and life-changing in us. There's something that makes us us. And and the, the first thing that grabbed me that I still remember from high school until now is my social study teacher, Mr. Cross. Mr. Cross, Mr. Headley Cross said, um, gave us this definition of individual. I can remember the day and I can remember the spot in my notebook that it is written. And the definition he gave was that an individual is a unique being distinguished from others by special characteristics. An individual is a unique being distinguished from others by special characteristics. So there's something unique about you that you're not able to put your hands on every single thing, every single characteristic, but there's an energy that exudes when you do something. And because that expression is so unique, it makes you just one of a kind, an individual. I was saying to a a friend the other day, an employee, I said to look, both of us can come in here right now. And we're coming to this kitchen, the same stove, same ingredients, same meal. We measure it out. We put the time, set the timers together, and we put them. We put the meal together just as instructed, and the meals will taste differently. I can't explain, but your touch is different from my touch, and you see that um, every day with people who have plant thumbs, who can, um, who have healing hands, who have just different touches. My wife. She's in healthcare, and when they always ask for her to come and help to do wound care, because whatever she does in terms of wound care heals faster than everybody else. How to explain it? Nobody knows. That's what uniqueness is all about. So that's what we discuss on this podcast, and we help people to understand that we help people to find a way to use that to create the best life for themselves, a life of happiness, a life they don't want a vacation from, a life that is removed from the humdrum societal way uh, that most of us are, are used to, or most of us are cultured into living. And at some point in time, as I often say, you have to realize that there is a life separate and apart from the matrix. And if something burns inside of you, if you need it, not all of us need it. I can't explain why we all love it and we would really, really like it for ourselves and it would make us happy. But not all of us have that desire inside of us to actually explore it. Only those who go too far find out how far they can go and and there is this limiting beliefs on us and that's what I want to talk about this morning I often talk about it um, belief system your social co- the culture the social environment and the way you were taught and the way you were brought up what leads to your whole belief system makeup as a child you didn't care you could do anything you stepped off anywhere you touched anything and as you grow older, they start to put layers and layers upon you. I, I often say that when I walk into my son's school, he's four years old, when I walk through, so there's a nice walk through that takes you all the way to the back um, and to, to, to the younger, the nursery and the kindergartens. And you walk right through that school. Uh, you get a chance to get a feel and see what the posters are and what the messages are in each grade. And if you see the sheer 
power and positivity and good energy and uh, and and upliftment and inspiration and motivation if you ever see that it's so refreshing but somewhere after high school going into college you you start that that is you know taken away it sheds you don't get that anymore you hear well maybe you shouldn't do that you know after you spend all the formative years from three to ten telling the child that you can do anything believe in yourself work at your dreams go for what you want be who you are and all that stuff i am a promise i'm a possibility i can do all things through christ who strength me and we tell the kids all that for 10 years and then we spend the rest of our lives telling them what they can do what they shouldn't do what they are qualified for go to school get a good job nothing about what's going to make you happy all about the paycheck the event of the paycheck getting the flat screen tv the apartment and the car nothing about happiness and that is such a whacked way to teach the children it's such a whack way to grow our young adults but we are engaging in that and everybody is trying to chase a paycheck oh i'm gonna go down there because i hear they pay this how much do they pay and everything is about how much do they pay how much do they pay how much i can earn oh you can get six figures being this and you can get six figures being that nothing about life nothing about living everything is about the existence and keeping up with social standards and it is this is life sucking and it is sucking the very happiness from our lives and as a result we're unhappy the kids are unhappy everybody's angry angry everybody's all over the place running around like a chicken without a head and nobody has settled to go to real core and when it comes on to those years um, when we are slowing down, when we are in a nursing home, when we're sick, the regrets come pouring in. And in at between 55 and 70, we do, which is like 15 years, we do 30 years of aging because all those regrets and all those, um, the, 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 the unhappiness weighs down on us and it eats us. It kills us. So I'm saying that you must design your life. So I'll tell you a story about this limiting beliefs things. We grew up in, in deep rural Jamaica, parish known as St. Anne, a little district called Abuka. It's, it's as country as it gets. Three cars passing every week. We could tell which cars were passing without even looking outside because we know they were on schedule. We know when the fish guy passed. We know when the, the, the church, the pastor go through and we know when some other guy that lives um, up the street come through to pick up somebody to take them to the doctor or to the airport. We know that. Those are the three cars. You don't have to worry about it. You know how they sound. And there was um, a street light maybe every two miles. And we saw teachers and farmers. That's all we saw. But growing up, something was in us that, you know, in me saying that, look, there is more. I don't want to be a farmer. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that. I don't want my life to be a mason. I don't want, I just decided what I didn't want for me. I didn't, I'm not saying anything is wrong with these things. There are people who are made for stuff. I never got that feeling. It's okay for who's getting it. I'm proud of it. I'm not knocking it at all. In no way. So when we started to go to high school, 
and we were taking the bus to high school. The, the, the journey to high school took us past the, the mines, the bauxite mines. There were a lot of bauxite mining in St. Anne at that point in time. There probably still a lot going on there. So we used to pass, they would dig their own roads to transport the dirt, the red earth that, that they mined from, from the ground. So there were, there were bridges that run our roads, separate our roads from theirs and tunnels and all that sort of stuff and their own road network. So you would see the trucks passing and there was a big establishment close to where we go to high school. So there were the offices, the mines, the plants, the machinery, all that stuff. Standing at the bus stop, we used to see a bunch of the supervisors and the managers who lived in a neighboring city coming through, going to work. I'm driving the company vehicle. We were seeing people driving the trucks. We were seeing people going to work in the offices at this bauxite mine. And we were fascinated. We wanted to get a job there. We like, yeah, if we leave school and we apply to Kaiser, they say apply early, try to get a job over there. They pay good money and you could buy this and you could buy that and you could work there and you could become a supervisor if you go to college and all that stuff. And that's all that was in our mind. We were hoping to get that. We were hoping to be that supervisor. And we had that thought. And then I went to Kingston to college, which is a big city, the capital city of, of Jamaica. And we start to see different things, um, different people in different positions, work in different places. And then fast forward a couple of years, I got started out in, in the garage automotive business and I was running this garage and I met this guy who used to do the repair work, electrical repair work on these cars for me. So he would come in, he would, um, when there's a car that needs some electrical stuff, he would fix it, it would be on a contract basis, he would give me his price, pay me money. We developed a friendly relationship. It was a light place, people are friendly, people hang out when you know you get to know them and that sort of stuff. So we got, got to know each other and one day, um, a couple of years in, he came to me and he said that, Louis, I have this thing, I'm, you know, I, I suspect you're a person who can help me with it. What he was doing was this project where he was um, getting some byproduct from that bauxite process and he was finding buyers in Europe, in, in Russia, some, and all over the world. So he needed to put it all together. So he said, I want to start this company. I used to, I started a lot of companies for, for guys back in the days. In, in, in Jamaica, you don't need a lawyer to start a company. Just go ahead and, and do it. So I set up the paperwork and everything. So he had some documents to sign and he had something to write. Well, he wrote something and brought it to me one day. And I was in shock of how poorly he wrote. He couldn't spell properly. You could see that he was barely literate but he was gonna do this business. Anyway, we went through, we're doing this business. There comes a time now when we had to go back to St. Anne to one of the, the, the plant facility to meet with the board. So he said, okay, Louis, we're gonna do this. We have a meeting with these guys. You gotta come with me. And um, um, I'm gonna do it um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a real professional um, image, um, centered type of way for want of a better word what we're gonna do I have a friend who have this big um, SUV a BMW SUV and what we're gonna do we're gonna he's gonna be our chauffeur and we're gonna play the, we're gonna look the part we're doing this multi-million dollar deal we're gonna look the part these guys are these guys are the guys who own all the bauxite company in the world we're talking about a 700 billion dollar um, facility um, 
they, these guys are huge. You can't go in there with a weak impression. We're like, okay, fine, let's go do this. So we are in suits. We have our attache cases, ready to go. We're in the back of this this SUV, and we have our chauffeur going in, and we're talking, and we're laughing, and we're taking a ride out there, having a drink to the country. And then, because we're in Kingston, so we're driving like maybe 100 miles. So when we came up on the spot, there was a beach that we always go to. Now, that beach had the dock adjacent to it, there's a dock for the bauxite. So there was this thing that conveyor belt that brings the bauxite all the way overhead and load it in the ship right at the dock. So they had that, but the big, the, the whole network was set up there so you could see it. And then there's a road that goes off the main road that goes up into the hill. So the minute we came up on that uh, facility and he started to see that that's what was going on there. He said, wow, this is what I want. And he paused for a little bit as I paused to, you know, waiting on him to complete the statement. And he said, wow, this is what I want. And I was wondering, and I paused and I was waiting on him and I said, what? And he says, one day I want to own something like this. And I was like there, somehow, I was dumbstruck because immediately, you know, sometimes you reflect on something and then it comes back to you, but immediately it hit me. I'm like, wow, here's this guy, barely literate, grew up poor, ventured out to do this deal with really rich, successful, smart guys. He is younger than I am. He drove up to this bauxite plant, this thing that he's, people that he's trying to get a contract with. And the first thing that came to his mind is that I'm going to own this one day. I grew up the same way he grew up, poor. He wasn't from the country, he was from the big city. And I passed these guys for seven years looking at the facility. And my dream was to work there. He is seeing it for the first time. And his dream is to own it. You see that? Do you see what belief system is? I am having a goal to go in at the entry level. He's having a goal to go in and dominate. He's looking at it. His inspiration is to own it. My inspiration is to be a little mere cog in this thing. Why? Because where he grew up, he was seeing other things. He went to school with the kids who their fathers were successful. Owned stuff, owned banks, owned insurance companies, owned different things. So he used to go to school with them. He was at their house. He had friends who their parents were rich. He wasn't rich. They had stuff. They're accomplished business people. I grew up in a different town where I didn't see that type of stuff and nothing in me Although I wanted stuff, although I had ambition to go out there and get better and do more things and own businesses, but I'm just showing you how for seven years, I was dreaming of being a mere cog in a huge machinery. And in an instant, he was planning, this guy was inspired to own the machine. You have to remove your limiting beliefs. You have to double your goals. You have to 10x your goals. 
whatever you think you want, dream bigger. Because if you give me a figure now that you think is enough for the impact and the life you want to live and the things you want to do, I can almost guarantee you it will not be enough. You need a lot more than you think you need. You need a lot more resources and you have to get started now because you need a lot more time to do it. Because there's a learning curve, there's a pitfalls, there's life. Just like how you wake up in the morning and say, okay, I'm going to go to work and then in three hours I'm supposed to be finished with that and I'm supposed to do this and by three o'clock this is what I'm going to do and at four o'clock I usually do this and then when you go to work there's a bathroom break, there's somebody calling you, there is something that's spilled on your shirt, there's all these incidentals that happen. When you're going for your goals, it's the same thing. There will be incidentals that you don't have any control over. So if you want to move, move now, move fast. You need more and it's going to take more time. You first have to remove your limiting beliefs. You have to stop believing that what that guy can do, you can't do it. Steve Jobs put it beautifully. I keep quoting this. I'm, I'm sorry, but I keep saying that he said, this is so powerful. The guy said that everything you see around you now was created by people no smarter than you. I'm not saying you can go make a car, but maybe you can make the best dish, shrimp dish in the world. I'm not saying you can go make a house, but maybe you are the best decorator. I'm not saying you can go sell insurance, but maybe you can sell body oils the best. I'm just saying that the greatness that you see out there is in you might just be in a different form. So many. Look, the little kid who was, I don't remember his name, also who came and won so many swimming championships was shaking Michael Phelps' hands when Michael Phelps was kneeling all those gold medals in the Olympics. And the guy came four years after, the little kid, and beat Michael Phelps in the pool. So many, so many legends. Guys have looked up to them, aspired, and have surpassed what they have done. So, you have to start believing that you can too. How do you do that? Same way I teach you every day. Same thing I talk about. Not being so consumed in the event of it, but being dedicated to the process. How can I get better each day? How can I do a little bit of it? I, there's a student that was in my group and she said that, I said, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? She said she want to be a lawyer. I'm like, okay, start being a lawyer. She's like, what do you mean? I can't pay to go to law school or that stuff. I'm like, yeah, but... You, if you want to be a lawyer and a very good lawyer, you're going to need the information. School only give you the certification, but you can go get yourself the information. So I was sending her to her. I was sending her. I was sending her by email legal stuff every week. Every week I go and Google something legal about lawyers, about the whole thing. Send it to her. And then I said, okay, I'm going to do this for a couple of days and then I'm going to stop and see if she requests. Say, what is happening to that? I did it for a couple of days. Then I stopped. She never emailed me back to ask me for more information or anything. Ask, where did I get this information? Or say anything else about it. She's not committed. She's just wanting it. But wanting it don't help. 
you must do a little bit of it. You don't need to wait until you're in law school to start to study law. Now you're going to be a mediocre lawyer or you could, you're going to take more time to be the best lawyer you could be. You can start now. People don't wait until they call him on the stage to, to start singing. If you are waiting, if a singer is waiting until he gets a record deal before he starts singing, what do you think would happen? You got to get in practice. You got to get moving now. So to remove that belief system, commit to a process. Start doing a little bit of it. Just do something, read something about it, act on it. And keep leveling that up, keep improving and keep going. Keep moving in the direction of your dreams. I know there's everything out here about the event. $10,000 a day, $5,000 a month. See how you can become a lawyer in three days. See how you can become a big entrepreneur and own this stuff and, and leave your job in two months. All that stuff. Forget that. Because those who are doing it, who are selling you that stuff have been years in the making. But first you have to change your belief system and believe that you too can and there's nothing stopping you except your own self. Have a great one, guys. Always a pleasure. Come on. Remove those limiting beliefs and start to believe that you can. Ensure that you don't spend years dreaming of playing small, but you decide that the minute you think about it, you'll commit to it and go for the biggest possibility that there is. Have a good day, guys. All